Hey guys and gals, thanks for coming to our show. Here's some things we want you to know. Attention, Meltcasters! Mention Meltcast inside Meltdown Comics and any variant cover is reduced to $5. Follow through with this exclusive deal today. Headphones on and plugged in. This is Meltcast 3.0 with your host, Derek Vandermillen, Aristotle Acevedo, and Eduardo Cordova. That was a great uh, tritone. I yeah. feel like I'm sitting with two halves of the devil right now. It's, uh, I like that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us on Meltcast 3.0. It is uh, a week in the uh, year, and uh, thus year we have a, <laughs> we have a weekly podcast. And what are we going to talk about this week? Uh, Let's have a very soft opening, like marshmallow well, soft. Like I, think, I feel like you already started pretty roughly for oh, a soft I wanna, opening. I want to talk uh, about my feelings. Like books that we're talking about? Is that what you want? About whatever. Um, what do we want to open with that happened this week? I mean, I got stuff ready to go, uh, but I want to hear what was either pertinent uh, in your life, they, Edward. They fired uh, the DC uh, Vertigo uh, vice president editor okay lead with that <laughs> great great that's pretty big news yeah okay, that is actually so very big who news. who uh even on just a rough guess at the name uh kelly bond okay oh okay yeah yeah it was interesting weren't they like pretty like no she's the right choice and she was like sticking to her guns. And uh, now... She took uh, Karen Berger's place back in 2012, and she was part of like the move when they moved over here from uh, from New York. Uh, and f- <laughs> supposedly, what the, the issue is is that uh, uh, her contract is up. They they gave mm-hmm. them all a year contract uh, a year when, when they moved over here. As far That's as, short. Like, yeah. Um, I guess it's to see if they would settle the adjustment or, or whatever, but there's been like such a steady decline in sales for like vertigo books and like they haven't been putting out as many. Uh, and then they're still great. There's just not as many. And then all the Sandman books, uh, that were supposed to come out, like the spinoff books that were supposed to come off. Yeah. Like were supposed to be, they should have been published by now. Yeah. Uh, well, geez, with a very, how long did Sandman Overture take? Exactly. Um, so there's that. And, uh, a l- <laughs> There's, there's, there's. It's a very heavy note to start with. <laughs> and then, like, the fact that like none of the books got like an Eisner nod. Mm. So. Oh, none of the DC you're saying. Um. So there was. It, there's rumors that her, she was up for pretty much like a a, a raise at this point, mm. and instead of doing that, they were like, "Well, you're not doing that. Well, goodbye." Um, feels like such a cutthroat, like make it work or adios. Mm. 
Yeah. Industry-wide, um, not just with them. It's a... I mean, that's going on, but there has been, because of that uh, stir-up of the fact that they've kept one of their editors, one of their Superman editors, who's kind mm. of been, like, multiple times been accused of sexual harassment. Oh, but is this like, wow, this is such a heavy start. Yeah, I know. Don't um, worry, it's all going to be smooth sailing from here. <laughs> it's not, probably. Uh, I'm just like, hey, any new business? Well. It's going to be light and fluffy after <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the Superman is uh, Eddie Berganza, uh, who Oof. is, uh, I guess, has been accused of sexual harassment like multiple times, uh, is still there, and... Uh, Everyone's kind of like, so you found excuses to keep him, but can't find reasons to keep yeah. Shelly Bond, who is... Usually when I hear something of that nature, it's very like, well, what are all the facts? This is sort of like, mm. Well, I mean, he's like he's had numerous like Yeah, uh, sounds like it. Incidents. And sounds I guess, like it. And uh, one of the ex-editors, um, she was tweeting the other day how like, or I guess yesterday, um, when the, the news broke about Shelly... Um, <laughs> about how she she quit because of that like that he she had made like he had sexually harassed her made a complaint and then like a week later they had like given him a promotion uh over something and she was like wow <laughs> um which it brings up a lot of like shitty subjects of like why does this keep happening why is this like a thing that's okay like you, you think after the first yeah. time they would have been so the other thing was that there's editorial themes for each of the 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 like the I guess little composite books like so, so like the Superman editorial team and then there's like which is the Superman books and then the Wonder Woman book for some reason right and there's you know the Green Lantern books and then like um, there's no women in the uh, editorials for the Superman books he's in charge of all those books huh and so but the, there are for the other yeah and so so. The thing is here is is have they just sequestered him off into an area where it's like, well, it's fine. We want to keep him around, but he keeps doing this thing. Maybe we should isolate him from all the women instead of like, let's get rid of him. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds like it'd be easier to just cut the cord, but whatever. You, would, you would, shuffle it up or you, not? You would I, think so, uh, or not? No, I mean, that's it's like it, that's not an okay thing Mm-mm. to do, like with any business. Like if this happened here, like you would. If this happened at almost any other business, like, you would yeah. get fired right away. Yeah, sunset's a little different too. It's it wouldn't just be like see ya. Yeah, probably be. It's just probably be a little different. What is? <laughs> I don't know. It's just... We got a back alley. Just kidding. Um, okay, that was very, very engaging um, <laughs> at the top. Um, I'm thankful that you brought that up. It's just exposing the truth. Right now. You, you have a, your, your aura right now is very Rorschach, and I appreciate <laughs> your uh, truth saying. Um, let's, Human bean juice. Let's do some uh, housekeeping here at the top um, since we got that fascinating bit of uh, news. <laughs> um, and talk about DC Universe Rebirth. <laughs> um, and this is what we're doing? Basically how uh, we... Uh, okay. you, Eddie's going to exit for a second um, because the uh, Hitman cronies are here to take him out. 
Um, the DC Universe Rebirth, uh, we're doing a pre-order deal that's Ooh. pretty awesome deal. Um, the first 20 issues that they're doing for DC Universe Rebirth will um, uh, be coming out between May 25th and June 22nd. That's 20 titles that we are selling as a large bundle for $49.99 with bags and boards. Uh, so for those of you that are doing the math and understand how to how to tally it up, that's actually going to be at a rate uh, better than what our poll customers usually get. So if you mm-hmm. can commit to that just up front, we're letting everyone start uh, fresh with the DC Universe Rebirth at a really awesome deal. Um, and a number of those titles coming out sound super engaging. The very first on May 25th is DC Universe Rebirth Special Number 1. That will be pretty much the the deadline for getting the whole bundle is when that, that first one comes out. But then you're still free to get all the other uh, following titles on your own sans bundle. But I definitely recommend uh, taking advantage of this because... Uh, they're bi-weekly titles. Um, if there's any that you're interested in, um, just to get that taste for the first first bit, um, if you like it or if you don't, um, that way you can decide. Because I know bi-weekly is always a very interesting. Some people either really like bi-weekly because then it's like, oh, I just I get more of what I already like um, and sooner. And then some people are kind of mm, skeptical. Is this too quick to uh, actually um, have solid creative content so i think it's a very um good sort of middle ground to have a have a deal like this um this bundle at the start and then you you make the choice uh following that so there's a lot of really um engaging covers that they've already put out for it and the the titles look very awesome um some of the ones that piqued my interest is we're going back to the um action comics and detective comics before the new 52 Hmm. Um, so oh, yeah. with Action Comics 957, because they left off at 956, so that continuity on Earth-1 is being stretched out. I don't know if it's going to be more than this, but what they're advertising uh, for the first like set of, of um, books is Action Comics number 957 and 958 are going to be coming out. And then Detective Comics 934 and 935. So not just the new 52 Continuity, um, things happening in that, also uh, pre-New 52, which I think is pretty awesome. The mm-hmm. character designs have been, um, I think, pretty cool. I like the the new bat symbol with the um, sort of yellow outline. I haven't seen this yet. Yeah, take a look there. And then um, we've even got like little, um, little Jonathan Kent. Uh, and I'm not sure if that's like a Superboy... Not like a Superboy, but like a son of Superman. I think it is. Hmm. Um, and I and can't quite tell if this... Uh, that's not... Simon Baz? No, I was say Swamp Thing, is it? That's not Swamp... That's, no, Killer uh, Croc. Killer, okay. Yeah. Yep. I couldn't tell so if those were like... Aristotle is looking at the flyer. That basically <laughs> I was reading that off. Um, and uh, the thing that we're very excited about is Simon Baz um, and Jessica Cruz, who are... Um, the two Green Lanterns. There will be a Green Lanterns book, um, which I'm very excited about, and it's going to showcase um, our first uh, Muslim Green Lantern and our first female Green Lantern, which I think uh, is very, very awesome thing to celebrate uh, 
and simultaneously. Very cool. So that's what's going on in uh, the DC Comics world. There's some DC Comics or uh, DC movie news that recently happened. The casting of Willem Dafoe in Justice League, which who's he? Who do you think he's playing? Do you, yeah. Let's first let's talk about what people have been theorizing. Which uh, what was directly said was he's supposed to be one of the good guys. In the DC universe, that's, oh. a, that's stone, right? It's a fact. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? They could do a bait and switch yeah. sort of thing. Some people have thought, "Ooh, maybe Harvey Dent. Maybe he's going to play Harvey Dent." Which mm, I don't think we need Two Face. There's been a, a lot of villains we've untapped. We don't need one in a Justice League movie. Yeah. No. Yeah. We don't. It, it wouldn't. I, I be... don't think I've read like any books where it's like the Justice League versus Two-Face. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cuz it's so, like mm. but I don't know if he'd just be like sort of on the backdrop with uh the Batman side storyline probably for the first act of it. Um but yeah. that's that's not the bigger theory. The bigger theory is that actually the Joker um in Suicide Squad Jared Leto is Jason Todd mm. and that rather than killing him the Joker being Willem Dafoe brainwashed him and sort of did a similar turn that it uh, in The Dark Knight Joker did yeah. to Harvey Dent, yeah. but actually a direct copying. So that's interesting. That's fun. I don't think that's what they'd go. I'd really love to see it, I guess, if they, if they went that route. My thought in, in that who are all... very convoluted. Like, why would mm-hmm. you... Yeah. I mean... It, it, Realistically, it could not be so convoluted yeah. too. It could it could happen, and it could be like, oh, okay. It just seems too it would convoluted just be, for like a it would like just, on-screen adaption of something. Yeah, like it would just like, be very like, why did we feel the need to yeah. do that? I'm sure it could be grounded. It was interesting when they did that in uh, Batman Beyond. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, like I said, there's like a way in which I could understand it where it could be done right, um, but I I don't think that's the route they're going to go. Honestly, I think that. Um, we are of everything that still needs to get set up, and everyone that's been cast already. We have um, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, playing Black Adam. We don't have a Billy. We don't have a Captain Marvel, Shazam. We don't. Yeah. Um, and we don't have the Wizard Shazam. So my thought is that Willem Dafoe is actually going to be the Wizard Shazam. You're a wizard. Um, but isn't he going to be? I mean, because they if they're, they're going to be his own movie, aren't they? They are, which. Could be an introduction, or we could just like we do in yeah. the big crossover films, have a moment where I, I feel like he's probably playing a political figure. That'd be like someone who deals with it. But he's supposed League. he's supposed to be one of the good guys. I don't know. I like, don't know. supposed to be are again. You, they're good political figures. In a yeah, but ideal I world. I don't know that Willem Dafoe would just oh, like. What if he's like someone from like the Justice Society? Because at, be. at the age that he's at right now, I some people like. have thrown out Doctor Fate. Mm. There was some people that he that'd had, be cool. There was some people that said to um, he'd cool. be a parallax howl, which you can't do that. You can't you can't do that to me. You can't do that to me, Edward. Um, uh, so I don't I don't know. I think it. Uh, I really think it'd be they need to do something to set up. For Shazam, if they already have the casting all worked out, 
I think they need to do something for that. I, I think the Rock of Eternity and the Wizard Shazam could show up in a way that would make sense. Um, and they would just lightly touch on Black Adam, but they wouldn't need to show uh, Shazam yet. Yeah, I mean, but why do that? <laughs> Set up. Set up. Plain and easy, Edward. I don't know. I feel like if they're going to hire an actor like that big, they're going to give him like a bigger role in a movie. Yeah, but political figure, I don't think that, you know. I don't know. No, I'm trying to look. I honestly. It's got to be a character. What if he's like Golden Age Sandman? That's more on my like how and why. That sounds. See, Justice Society sounds like something that's so hard in Flashverse right now. Yeah. That movie verse, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they're I'll just like because he's that. an older guy. Right? I mean, just throwing I names into the wind like... right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we're gonna find out eventually. It'll 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 come out. I I just don't think they're gonna do some well, like he's like Jay Garrick. That could be for Ezra. Yeah, could be. I. I don't I don't see him being like a Christopher Walken like just a character they sort of add. You know what I mean? I think he's going to be someone that we know, not a yeah. made for the film sort no, of character. No, no exactly. Like yeah. I, I mean when I meant political figure I meant like someone like from the comics that like the Justice League usually deals with or yeah. like some like form of like contact. Like I I didn't I didn't think like superhero right away, but I mean if they are it would make sense for them to go with like a golden age hero, and it was kind of like I wonder, I wonder like, if he'd be obviously like someone, too. someone that like Wonder Woman like probably dealt with, or what if he's a uh, like Ab- 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 o- older what's his name, older Chris Pine character, Steve Trevor, yeah, mm, don't know, I don't know, I still say Wizard Shazam, but we'll find out, yeah. We'll we will find out. Um, that's Speaking what do of I know? casting in movie news, Robert Downey Jr. will be in Spider-Man. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. 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 And cool. I think I saw that Michael Keaton is no more. He's not doing it. Okay. Yet. Oh, but that's, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. That's that. Bummer. That cool. was like one of the like quickest flash, flyer, flash yeah. fire like casting rumors. Mm-hmm. I wonder mm-hmm. what it really... Maybe Birdman too. The vulture, and you've just been like, fuck no. Even birdier. So, <laughs> <laughs> Pitch out is the tagline. Yeah. <laughs> See if in your YouTube bites. If, if he bites. anybody's listening that works on that movie. There's like a e- even birdier, and then just like tiny, 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 tiny subtext. Yeah. Fat, at Fat Collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, there it is. Um, yeah, that's that's about all that I feel like piqued my attention yeah. Other than think, think Flash is having some big, big episodes that... Um, oh, with the Jig Eric stuff? And the, yeah, and... Uh, um, I'm, uh, I'm a couple Solomon. of episodes uh, behind on that. I need to catch up. I know. It's a constant, like, catch-up game. And I, I haven't even... I, I, um, I haven't finished Daredevil Season 2. Same here. I haven't. I don't know what it is. It was like, it's, what I've explained it. It's honestly like the inverse reaction to what I had. The first season, 
I didn't like the first half. It I felt like it was like like one hallway fight mm. thrown in the middle of what I didn't care about. Mm. Then it got really good at the end. It got really good at the end. But well, then this second issue Kingpin, or second Kingpin season is like the best part of that. Show. Yeah, this this second season starts off like with such an explosive start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Frank and then when it shifts gears to uh Electra the Electra stuff is I'm, such a, like... I'm okay with that, deflation actually. Deflation of the show? Yeah, but I feel like the and hand was more the deflation. unfitting. But that, I mean, that's stuff that goes with her. That was going to say hand in hand. Uh, nah. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, uh, but you like, did. But you did. I mentioned <laughs> what I was going to say. Um, but it's just... I, her character in the show is—I don't know—I didn't—I didn't enjoy her. Her—I didn't enjoy this Electra. I enjoyed her more than I guess Jennifer Garner's Electra, but yeah. this Electra was just like everything she did was like just kind of fucking with Matt. No, I mean everything that she did was because people were fucking with her. Yeah, Stick like manipulated her in order to get to Matt. Right. He didn't really care about her necessarily. Mm-hmm. And you haven't finished watching the show? No. So yeah, I was like, nope. eh, yeah, same here. Right. It's okay. Um, She's manipulated heavily in the show, and then like uh, a lot of like her characters, like things that happen to her later on, are based on her like destiny. Yeah. Which I always fucking hate that when people are like, but it's their destiny. It's like that is such like a cop out. Like, like a cop out. Like, right, like really? You couldn't write anything better for them than like it was their destiny. Yeah, I mean, in a writing sense, it's very. I, if they explored more of the concept of destiny, because I think there's definitely. I mean, this is going like really, like more fitting yeah. to the tune of uh, yesterday's holiday of four twenty. Um, of you start to get really existential. Well, yeah. The destiny stuff. <laughs> that's like a complete lack of belief in choice. And yeah, I and I like that, thing. but she, yeah, when they just go, it's your destiny, and then they her, go, okay. Her entire no like, sort of... motivation or her agency was completely taken away from the fact that uh, by the fact that like she's either manipulated by like a guy or she's doing it because of destiny. Hmm. It's not like her choice. It's like you have to be blank. So you don't like the age. Like you don't like that she doesn't have as much agency. No, as not you like, feel like Electra. I mean, Frank Miller's like original Electra. Like, granted was a very uh, sexualized character, but she made her decisions. Like, she was an assassin because she wanted to be an assassin. Mm. It wasn't like, oh, and then, like, he told me I had to do it because it's, like, my destiny and, like, you know, Hmm. I have to fulfill my destiny. Very interesting when you compare it directly to um, Jessica Jones. Yeah, exactly. It's two different female figures fighting. And that's and that's the Poor thing, like faith. having having someone like Jessica Jones exist, or even Patsy Walker exist in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, having them both be strong characters in their own rights, and then having someone like Elektra, who from the exterior looks like a very strong, like like fierce character, right? And then once delved into her, is kind of like, oh, well, she's. Almost kind of like shoehorned into this season. You know what's interesting too, because um, we're now we're talking about the female. I'm just thinking of all the female characters depicted in the the Marvel verse now. Mm. 
Um, Sharon Carter is going to be in Civil War. Uh, yes, uh, Agent Thirteen, Sharon and, Carter. And I, who's? Uh, it's not Sharon Carter from the show. It's Sharon Carter, her granddaughter. Oh, it's not. No, from, Agent Agent Thirteen is her. Um, but she's appeared on the show, right? She appeared in the second Captain America movie. Oh, remember the, the she was living across from she him. Was, yeah, and then she came in with her gun when she's an uh, agent of Shield. Yeah. Wow, I need to revisit. Uh, yeah, you Winter do. Soldier. Mm-hmm. Civil War is it, coming. It really did, and it's coming it, hard. It's funny because I, I just, I, I saw her in that in that, and I went, "What do, are we finally bringing people from the show?" She didn't have onto into the yeah. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that, and I liked that movie. Yeah, she didn't have a whole lot of lines in that movie, mm-hmm. but she was his, his neighbor who uh, Black Widow kept saying, "Like you she also stood up against Crossbones." Mm-hmm. In that, yeah. The, the, um, but I mean, like as far as like her like part in the movie, contextually, like, she was just kind of, yeah, she yeah. was she was. They also there, never said her name she, yeah. in the movie. Uh, I think it, they never said her name in the movie. Really? Never. <laughs> was it in the credits? It might have been in the credits, but they never blood? spoke her the name. The confidence, the yeah. confidence coming from Aristotle, right? Yeah. Then he's like, be, no, it never happened. I know. Because I was, I, I've marathoned no, these fucking films, I, guy. Well, I have, but also just watching the movie, I was like, they never said her name, but I, but we know it's her, right? Yeah. Because I remember that exact thought. So, but she's, um, uh, oh yeah, because does he ever find out that she's her nope. daughter? Nope, he still doesn't. Well, as far as I, yeah, he does, yeah, he doesn't know. He for sure does not know. Because he goes to visit her. Yeah. The old one. Yeah. 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 And then they never mention like, oh, and my granddaughter also happens to be an agent of the shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah, the, the way that they've been sort of marketing it because i think they were on like jimmy kimmel mm. um they show her just sort of like show up in a fight and granted it's a clip oh is it's it a clip fight with black panther yeah yeah that was and, pretty badass and, and so it's very the one with bucky and black panther yeah and his kitty black claws panther. come out yeah. um um I, yeah i wanted to hear him speak more they haven't really been letting him say too much and mm-hmm. then he only said captain and i was like i think that Sounded like it had a little bit of an accent yeah. to it. Um, I met the writers the other day on another podcast. Oh, did you? They were real cool. What real they, funny guys. What they told was, me everything. What was day. the highlight? That Is there anything you can share with us now? They they said nothing. But uh, it's but not like... They said it's not a secret, eyes. but they're like in the midst of writing both Avengers Infinity War Part 1 or 2. Oh, they're in the midst of it. And they're writing both like at the same time. Oh, at the, oh okay. Yeah, that's good. I would have thought that it had been started by now. Like writing? No, it? it's like, what, yeah. Like well, away? like they're like finishing writing. Okay. It's still like a, two years away, isn't it? It's like several years away. You know what it's I think like is still, still really feel... weird? Inhumans is happening after the second part. Yeah. That bothers That's just me. so weird. I feel like I would be a terrible like Hollywood writer. I would just be like, <laughs> when's the movie due? Uh, yeah. I got time. <laughs> I'm just gonna play some more of this. Oh, Xbox. With 2018? Well, it's 2016, yeah. dude. Relax. I like that you brought up Xbox. Oh shit! Something yeah. I wanted to talk about briefly. Mm. It's something we never talk about, and it's video, video games. Talk uh, away. I've been wanting. I've been really wanting. I've been really considering getting the new Doom game, and then I just happened ah. to be in the PlayStation Store, and the beta was open, and I played the beta. And fuck, it is so much fun. <laughs> I, I'm i so bad at first-person shooters yeah. because so many of the games now are like 
duck and cover, shoot from around the corner, and then come back. Like, don't expose yourself. And then Doom is just fucking all out insanity, arena, fucking explosions, and it's insane. I'm playing Far Cry 4 right now, which uh, is the old, the, the one prior to Primal. Um, hmm. And I always do this thing with these games where, like, I do all the side missions first. So by the time I get to all the main missions, like, all my gear's, like... Is all the way up? Yeah, so I'm just, like, walking around, like... And I'm just like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> what now? And now this game is just easy. Yeah, and I'm playing, like, on the hardest difficulty. <laughs> yeah, I remember... I remember... Going back, because I, I feel like all I can do is go back and think about gaming now, yeah. because I just haven't played a current-gen console, um, actually played through a game. Um, I remember on the topic of, like, side quests, being kind of enraged mm. that at the end of Arkham City, after that fucking gratifying last exchange with Batman and Joker... Or not in terms of the boss fight, but the closing cinematic. It was. It, I was reminded I still had to go do the Riddler stuff. <laughs> I like that stuff. It's, and then, yeah. and then it was like after I thwart Riddler, that, that stuff there is a cutscene. Yeah. And then, then it was like you can still stop common thugs. And I was like, oh, but that. <laughs> what What is the that point of me killing yeah, yeah. It didn't feel like an epilogue. Yeah. It just felt like. Oh damn it! Yeah, it's like, like you didn't do that technically. So eh. that'd be cool if like you beat everything in the game and then Gotham's just perfect. Yeah, the sun comes up. <laughs> there's finally <laughs> and anytime that there's like a like a hey help help or like anything like that, they're actually just like convening to give each other hugs. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like they start to swarm. And you're like, I'm gonna drop down in. Oh no, never mind. They're just hugging the each other. The cops come out and start doing their goddamn job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should, we go, should we go in there? No, Batman's got it. It's fine. But right. Doom, very excited. Now, okay, that's the question I have. So when the advertisements that we see for Doom right now are for the game. They're not for a movie. No, for the game. Okay, because I was like, I was very, I saw, I saw it and I was like, oh, I don't see any celebrities being billed for that Doom movie. I didn't realize the they were doing a, yeah, doing a <laughs> reboot. Um, so okay, There's now a, I know uh, it's the game. A time shifting game that came out that has actually like celebrities in it, and it's got like oh like, Sean cartoons. Ashmore. Yeah, right? yeah, you know what I'm thinking. It's like yeah, oh, what's it called? Quantum Ratchet and Clank. Quantum, um, not leap, not no. physics. No, Quantum Break. I think so. Wait, oh, when? Is Quantum. It, it came out. It's yeah, I think someone's it's enraged Xbox. right now. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> like it's, years ago or this? Year? No, 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 it no, came this, out like yeah. recently, yeah, like no within idea. the month, I think. Um. But it's got um, it's got cutscenes like live video cutscenes that they've like recorded as uh, yeah Quantum Break. Also, like you know, it's it's got their their faces mapped out and and they nice. do all the voice acting for it. But it's like got a legitimate cast of actors. <laughs> I was like, what? The gaming industry is a there's, there's and the it's actually really good. It's it's gotten like a lot of like, time praise. is power. Um, Alan Wake, the team that did Alan Wake, uh, mm. did it. I don't know if you're. Like that yeah. game's very yep. Stephen Kingy. Did you see the, uh, Remedy Entertainment? Mondo is doing like Castlevania posters and stuff. Uh, Becky Glennon did, did one. They they released them at uh, Emerald City Comic Con. And then they went online. Yeah, I saw it. They were really cool, but I don't I, wanna... I don't care much for any of those games. <laughs> I saw I saw an interview uh, recently going back to comic book stuff uh, that Gerard did with uh, DC for his Young Animal imprint. Mm. And 
I he like was wearing like a raggedy shirt and like this like big old jacket and I uh, like looked like just kind of like a mess and I'm looking at him and I'm like Gerard Way the comic book writer just kind of like eh, whatever fuck it I guess I'll be on my third muffin of the week of the of the day Gerard Way the musician suave suit. as fuck suits yeah. like fucking looks like David Bowie uh, oh we didn't even look. <laughs> this is this is sad that like you're talking about awesome guy Gerard Way yeah. then mentioning David Bowie made me remember oh, we haven't yeah. said R.I.P. that was the first thing that I yeah. thought about before you brought up the the Vertigo scandal but it's like yeah. uh, I don't know if we Vertigo uh, <laughs> guys it's a heavy day uh, yeah Prince died um, and this is a weird segue but Prince uh, 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 Sam Humphreys usually when he goes to com- comic conventions dresses like Prince Sam Humphreys, who wrote Jonesy, which is one of Aristotle's pick of the week. first pick of the <laughs> week. Oh my god, did we just use the death of Prince to segue into picks of the week? Who would have loved it? And you're the most oh, entertained! Right. Wow. Yeah. R- okay, R.I.P. Prince. Yeah. I'm going to put on Batman uh, in your honor. And because I know that a, a number of people are going to be doing tributes far better than I could actually say or throw um, regarding Prince, but I did love that he was a fan of the Minnesota Vikings pretty much simply because they had purple jerseys, which I always thought was just fucking badass. Because they'd always just... It's like, it's the entire state of Minnesota loving the Vikings, and then every once in a while, they'd cut up to the booth where you just see him in a just huge turtleneck (laughs) enjoying the game as well. Um, So Prince, you will be missed... Um, and, uh, when we're done with this podcast, I'm going to put on Batman. Okay. Just that Joker clip over and over again. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, my pick is Jonesy. <laughs> and it, I mean, it's, there's a character in here that's very, that could Prince-like. be Prince-like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which the issue, I guess all the issues are kind of about stuff. That's the really? artist names stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like that's that that's all what of he these goes issues by. are about stuff. That's... I mean, he's uh, I forgot what she describes him in like the first issue, but he's like a, a future prince, no, like a a space prince from the future, something along okay. those lines. That's uh, and he's a musician, a musician. And uh, this episode, god damn it, this issue, issue. Um, is Jonesy talking about her dad who owns like the best donut shop in their town. Everybody loves it and all these donuts that he's created and then stuff. And like she wants stuff to love her. And she does have this power to make people fall in love with things. She just can't do it for herself. And so she's like trying to get his attention. So she asks her dad, can I get a tattoo? I need him to notice me somehow. And this tattoo will make him notice me. How's, how old is she supposed to be? Uh, I don't remember. She's but like rel- middle school age. I I want to say yes, okay. but the ending of this issue is what makes me question it a little more. Uh, <laughs> and but when I read the thing, like I need him to notice me, I thought of my tattoo, and I was like, notice me, George Lucas, notice me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, and the, so so you have a crush with George Lucas? Okay. No, I just you know just notice me, Lucasfilm, notice me. Um. Uh, my, I'm sorry. So she, her dad says no, obviously. And then she says, okay, 
you know what? I you now are in love with the idea of me getting a tattoo, but then it ends up being him like now I need to get a tattoo. And then he goes and then she's like trying to stop him and she fucks it up again. He goes on a date with a tattoo artist. They have a good time. And then it this the more that I hear about this title, the usage of the the power that she has, which is this weird like It's not like a very it, like Yeah. It's, it's like one of the most vague Yeah. passive powers ever. She's like, You're going to love this thing. And it's yeah, and it's like it never no, works out. No. Never That's works out. It's such a strange I almost feel like gold balls is it, it has better use and direct <laughs> influence with his powers than yeah, what that's she's also, got. But that's like a book about people with powers. This yeah. is like, I also just happen to have powers. Mm, okay. Uh, but this this is what makes me uh, want to go back and find out her age. Because at the end, the dad is like, well, it's okay, blah, blah, blah. And then they end up with donut tattoos. The both of them. Yeah. Like, that's his compromise. She's like, you can make decisions for yourself, but here's a compromise. And they both have donut tattoos, which is great. I do wonder, do we tattoos know, do everyone. we know, have we ever talked, like, with any of the guys, um, any of the tattoo parlors, or do you just know offhand why, why 18? Is it the same as anything else? Just because like that's when you're decided you're an adult? Yeah, I think so. So I, I think uh, for tattoos is what I'm asking. I about. think you can go in there and, and and get a tattoo with your parent. Your parent, if you're of a certain oh yeah, because uh, okay. my sister's 17 and she got like a, a weird back tattoo, like those hands that like are like a temple or yeah, I don't know what they're called. The well, the like the eye, isn't it? It's like a hand, but yeah, it's got the eye too, right? Yeah, I don't know. she was explaining it to me. Uh, and I'm like, okay. I see a majority <laughs> of of people that um are Jewish tell tell me. I don't know. About my, it, my mom with with her to to go get the tattoo, and I'm like, okay. Because you know, a lot of Jewish people approach me and go, "You're Jewish, right?" And then I say, I, "No." <laughs> They're like, "Really?" I, there's not too many in special. Iowa. There's some. There's some. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well. Make sure you do something about that nose because it's screaming Jewish at me. <laughs> and they say stuff it's like that. It's very to me. misleading to they, me. Or they're like, it's the glasses, it's your beard, it's the fact that you have Someone pubes on your head. And on the phone. Have you guys watched uh, The Indestructible Kimmy Schmidt season two? No, I yeah. have not yet. Is that sentence? What? The yeah, the sentence. <laughs> she sees two, like, um, what are they? Called Hasidic that Jews. Hasidic Jews mm-hmm. walking down the street, and she's just taking a job at a, a Christmas store. Twenty-four, like a, a, a all year round, all year round Christmas oh, store. Oh God! <laughs> um, and she's like, "Oh, those are sad Santas coming from a, a funeral." <laughs> and, and they walk by her, and she's like, "I'm sorry, Santa. I'm sorry for your loss, Santas." Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now I do want to watch this show. Next. Uh, next pick is. Eddie. Oh, uh, my pick is Sun Bakery by Corey Lewis, who is an amazing artist. He did a book called uh, Shark Knife on Oni back in the day, which is around the same time that uh, Scott Pilgrim was coming out. Um, Very Scott Pilgrim. He's putting out this uh, book called Sun Bakery, uh, which was a Kickstarter book originally, and then um, is now being uh, printed. Uh, I don't know what the imprint putting it out is. I think it's just, oh, there it is in the back, Press Gang, uh, which may or may not be his own imprint, but... um, it's three stories. Uh, 
three stories that were originally printed in uh, uh, by him. Uh, Dream Kills, Armin, and Bat Rider. Bat Rider was originally uh, uh, meant to be uh, viewed on a phone. So mm. it is uh, the paneling layout on Bat Rider is kind of phone shaped. Yeah, it's phone shaped. Ah, uh, that's yeah. why it looks like that. Uh, Armin, uh, Arm, is a tribute to uh, uh, Samus. Um, and then Dream Skills... From Metroid. From Metroid, yeah. Okay. And then Dream Skills is... Uh, it's You're in this world where um, guns don't really work on people anymore. They have these, like, auras around them that protect them from, like, high-speed projectiles. And the only thing that can kill a person is these swords that are just kind of scattered around. Huh. And... Like, somebody dropped them? Or, like, magic yeah, swords? Yeah, like, they're, like, dropped around, like, the, the world. Um... And so people start using these swords uh, as more of like a a bargaining chip, not a bargaining chip, but they're like, he, he, he wrote it as kind of his, like, it's easy to kill someone with a gun. It's more artistic to kill someone with a sword because there's like skill required to go Mm -hmm. into it. And so in this world, like, depending on how good you are at swords fights, like your levels go up and it's, it's just really interesting and so colorful. And, And this is, this is a, a lot of his art is like in the very manga style mm-hmm. and this is what it's supposed to be like a very shonen book where it's like here are three stories here's snippets of each story it'll continue in the next magazine um i don't know if you remember shonen jump it was a magazine that had like naruto mm-hmm. in it it had uh, dragon ball z they used to sell it at, like um uh, borders so maybe. shonen okay um because this is gonna be a lesson for me yeah. shonen is a publisher or a form shonen jump was a publisher okay yeah and then, so you're, when you're saying it's very shonen like with the three, yeah, that's with, what they with, did in the Yeah, that's what previously. they did in the magazine. Okay. I think we might have some downstairs here. I don't remember if we do, but it had like Yu Gi Oh! in it, Dragon Ball Z, like uh, Naruto, One Piece, like different like books like that. Got it. And it'd give you snippets of each title, like maybe like a chapter or two. Okay. And then next week, you would get another chapter or two of either those stories or another different story. And he, it was like, it was a very easy way to be able to consume a lot of manga do you do you feel like you've read enough manga or like a I, significant I amount to when i was in high school okay. i haven't in a long time because um, the the like not dragon ball so much as naruto for hmm. sure um here when i have to stock our manga shelf it's very like holy cow this these are these aren't issues that are high numbered these are like small volumes. books yeah. that have an insanely high number of volumes that it's the like, other thing God about damn. That is that like you digest those so quickly and it's like, I just spent $13 on like this book. Yeah. yeah. Like I and yet consumed I, that so quickly. <laughs> I had like a much higher volume of that for the goddamn See, Gundam book. Do, do you, the thing do is you the feel those, like they those, go faster than a trade though? Like a, let's say image trade. Cause an image trades only five issues. The thing, the thing with that is that it's, it's a book. It's, yeah. it's, it's an entire hundred two three hundred something page book that right. they put out and they don't come out weekly like comics do yeah they come out more in a a sense of like uh, monthly or yeah. every couple of months or you know uh, like the gundam books i don't know how often yeah. they come out but they don't come out well, like yeah they're, well they're they're done it was like 13 books mm-hmm. to finish that story yeah but of, i mean it's not that's not something that came yeah out i was just yeah. like yeah. waiting every time like i gotta get the next one i but just want to complete them so also i also feel yeah. like when i because so you, you get a lot of story I, for what I, you get. I've, yeah. like, I've only dabbled in a few, and mm. I feel guilty about it, but like Uzumaki is mm. done. Mm. 
yeah. in the collection that we have. Um, so, but I feel like I see a lot of with manga a lot less exposition and a lot less dialogue. Yeah, um, it, it is. So that's why the three hundred can fly by is because it's not that, and that's. I mean, that's and that's what it is. A lot in like this art style. Yeah, um, it's very much an art style. It's you're, you're letting the pictures really de- tell the words and and, and paint a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's text here and there and dialogue and and like settings and stuff, but it's really just you're letting everything else inform the reader. Of what is going on, the more um, and more I see, like a like this, like like there, our no dialogue yeah, in any of these pages. Our modern day, like spaghetti manga, like the mm. the Western, yeah, uh, interpretation. I, it's just like I see an influence uh, of Brandon Graham so much. Well, yeah. uh, he's friends with Brandon Graham, yeah, like him. Um, and this book actually has two variant covers to it. Uh, Jim Mafu did one, and mm. uh, Paul Pope did another one. Okay, and yeah, which both of them, uh, I'm sure, if you asked them, have influences from manga styles. Yeah, uh, a, a lot of people who grew up in in that age, that time um, when manga was, I feel like, at its like almost peak, or was like cartoons that you could rent at a video store. Yeah, that were adult that maybe your parents didn't know were adults because they assumed mm. that it was just <laughs> like like Ninja Scroll. It's drawn. It's a cartoon. Did you ever yeah, watch Ninja Scroll? I did not. Did you watch Ninja Scroll? No, but I know what you're getting at because yeah. there was plenty of things where it was like super, super bright light colors on the front and everyone smiling and just yeah. the content would randomly have in it yeah, Something so it was like, like, what? like, oh, hey, this happening? girl's about to get raped. Oh, oh, this guy's like getting slashed by a ninja sword. Oh, shit, there's blood everywhere. Yeah. There's demon dicks. Like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> In Yasha, like, um, the soul sucking or the whatever, like, uh, just shoving, sho- shoving like, some, like, guy's face into this demon lady's breast. Yeah. And then just, like, I was like, what am I watching? Exactly. My parents have so, no idea. So, but, so stuff like that, yeah. like, and, and, the thing with a lot of manga stuff mm. is that it's so actionly expressive. Like, mm. like there's so many speed lines going on. There's so like much going on. Like the action scenes are depicted so yeah well charged, charged exactly, yeah. completely. And when it's not an action scene, when it's something calm, it's there's so much more attention to detail. Yeah, like there's a table. There's a little salt shaker. The little salt shaker has like a little design in it. Look at that little design. Like it took them a while to make that design on that salt shaker on that table. It's so nuanced. Like the little things. Sometimes. Yeah. There's. Yes. You're but right. But when the action scenes happen, yeah. it's like fucking almost no background. Look at the like fuck. Look at this hand traveling exactly, through space yeah. and time just like to punch this guy in the face. I think that was one of the things that was so frustrating for me almost. Uh, like when I when I first started seeing manga mm. around the time that you discover it, I feel most people like mm. do was how inconsistent it would be. Like how you explained it sometimes yeah. I'd be like, there all be almost be this like Kurosawa approach to like, no, everything should matter in this frame. Yeah. And then they just toss that completely out the door. And I'd be like, what? Like if anything, like take, for example, SpongeBob, SpongeBob yeah. for the most part is okay. It's like got a painted background. Yeah. And then the characters, and they might just be moving a little bit, but it looks like there's detail around. Yeah. 
And then all of a sudden there'd be hyper detail with like a painting mm-hmm. that's like meant to examine how like disgusting this burger is. <laughs> and so that was always like, I felt like that was at least consistent. When they would do those zoom in shots? Yeah. yeah. And I felt like that was always consistent. That, yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was super consistent. But it was always like, I'd be so enamored with something from like manga or anime where it'd be like, ah, that is so cool yeah. and then they just like cut corners and i'd be like oh no uh it it does happen a lot in anime because animation's so expensive and a lot of that is yeah just, they're under far more strict deadlines um, and i i mean there's probably still some american so creators much. a lot yeah. of it is is due to either stylization or or um I mean, they are under strict deadlines, but a lot of the yeah. people that work on those books over there mm-hmm. are just fucking, that is yeah. day and night Yeah, for them. that's what I mean, Felipe you, said. Felipe Smith, when he came yeah. in here, he was like, if you can have, it took me some getting used to how they would be like, okay, we have these three things you need to do. And, and the thing is that a lot of the today. time is like, you're the editor of your own stuff, you're right. your own inker, you're your own penciler, you're your own writer, yeah. you're your, like, you are the creative team on this fucking book, which is why a lot of the mangas, yeah. you, you look at it and it's like, oh, uh, there's two people that worked on this. I don't know if Maybe there's, I don't know most. if there's a documentary for Osamu Tezuka, but I'd really like to know, like, during his era, mm. what that was like. Yeah. Sometimes, too, uh, yeah. what they do is they, um, if it's, a popular book that is super in demand that they're trying to get out like consecutively like um they slap the person's name on it and they just have creative teams yeah quote, unquote right that draw in that same style and yeah. then have them all draw yeah to like just get things out quicker which they kind of deal with like adventure but they time don't, but they don't and other things yeah but they don't credit all the other people oh okay well, it's just yeah. you're getting paid to do this yeah to, to work you're underneath getting, yeah you're not umbrella. getting you're not getting yeah, you're like, not getting recognition um uh your hope is that you can some at some point make something yourself yeah when you're not killing yourself working on somebody else's stuff to hopefully have people work on your stuff and yeah. kill themselves for your stuff. <laughs> well moving moving on um from it's a it's a great book though um not a whole lot of stores picked it up because it is under a smaller um imprint and since that is something that we uh, do here a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah it we. is. It was here. Uh, I believe we might have sold out. Uh, but some yep. bakery, pick it up f- from wherever you can uh, because it is fantastic. It's amazing. It's a. Also, if you're a whole customer with us, we can very easily go back and get an issue behind or two issues behind. Yeah, I'm easily. sure this is. So this if is, you're a whole customer with us, that's one of the advantages to going just an issue back. I'm sure um, this is one of those out. things that you can you can still yeah. order from uh, Diamond. Um, now, uh, the books that I'm going to talk about, because we're very um, soon just, going to be wrapping up. Let's just do one each. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, that. So that way we're sure, not super Sure, sure. Um, I'll, I'll just briefly talk about the things that I'm not going to go in depth to. Um, Superman American Alien came out, the second to last issue. Um, I enjoyed this one. This is definitely, I feel like, a good sort of food for thought issue um, now that Batman vs. Superman has come out and everyone seems to have an opinion, you know, on the understanding, the depiction of Superman, this is a very philosophical um, uh, talk about what it means to be both Clark Kent and Superman as had through the conversation of Clark and um, Pete, uh, one of his best friends from uh, Smallville. Uh, so I definitely say check that out quickly. Power Man and Iron Fist also came out, issue three. Um, that's with, uh, 
the two um, female assassins, uh, Black Mariah, and I forget the other one because I think her name is still kind of being like hidden. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, the cover shows them sitting on top of uh, Iron Fist and Power Man, and uh, and uh, it was a good issue. But uh, what I'm going to be talking about is the collection that finally came out. From Mr. Scotty Young, which we've talked about uh, a couple times, I think, on uh, the podcast. But I finally got to indulge because the first volume of I Hate Fairyland by Scotty Young, Madly Ever After is the subtitle, um, was was a, was a really awesome uh, title. And I just like Gertrude, the main character. I think she's a very – I could see how um, – young female readers would take to her like uh the male readers and even the female readers take to deadpool she's funny yeah uh she's a very interesting so a little going into the 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 biggest thing that sticks out about this book the first thing i think you have to talk about um is the aesthetic because scotty young doing the art of i hate fairyland or as the variants call it fuck fairyland (laughs) um which is a very uh I think apt way of sort of expressing there is a candy coated side to all this like violence and the language. And then there's also, if you want to go out and seek out the, um, not, um, censored version of, of the book. Um, but it opens with a, um, a quote from one of the, uh, stars that uh, are that the actual in the sky that are speaking to her in this very fairy tale like land uh it said it was a nightmare nothing but the green of her hair and the blood of my people thaddeus j star r.i.p and it shows a dead star with uh one of his uh legs um ripped off and bone exposed and then you immediately open to uh the title page where we see gertrude Flipping two birds um, at you, directly at you, um, and we get into the creative team, which is uh, written and drawn by Scotty Young, the coloring by Jean-Francois Beaulieu, lettering and design by Nate Picos from Blamba. Um, so uh, the the opening is she's um, just sort of in her room as a princess and what seems like maybe a little kind of a spoiled brat. And then she um, sort of wishes for a grand event adventure. That happens. She gets sucked pretty much through her carpet into um, an abyss. And she's falling, falling, falling. She's like, I don't want to die. I'm going to die. And then she just splats face first into fairyland. And I don't know if it's that she can't die. That's something that's being established uh, in the book. But the queen of fairyland, um, Claudia, that's C L O U. D-I-A, um, and she looks like clouds, uh, is, uh, knows she can't kill Gertrude. Um, and so we're left with, uh, uh, sort of Gertrude's just running amok in fairyland for 27 years, not aging in her body, but having the mental aging that's going on. So she just knows she's stuck in fairyland for 27 years and can't get out. That's why she hates fairyland. Um, and with each issue, we have a new narrator that starts off to sort of catch up the audience. But every time uh, the uh, narrator is uh, killed. So it starts off as a very, like, 
Hello, good sirs and gentlemen. We're going to be getting today's uh, story by catching you up on... And then they just... They're done. And they keep talking <laughs> about the Narrator's Guild um, and how they need to uh, adhere to the rules of the Narrator's Guild. And they're just always uh, done in. But the art is just incredible. There is some inking that's happening of, of um, with the traditional black bold lines but in the same way that we've talked about with things like um legend of wonder woman we're starting to see more people realize that we don't need to outline in in black and then fill in with color we can also just do a darker variation on the color so that's what definitely makes this book pop is uh the colors just flying off the page um not to mention all of the humor that's in this um it is just as zany as um the O tour, um, but not necessarily like psychedelic drug trip. Although she does eat yeah, mushrooms in this, and uh, and uh, then tweaks. Um, but there's a lot of uh, I don't know. I we talked about it on XSN. I would equate it to just like Ren and Stimpy. Like there's violence that happens. Yeah, but it's like very, it doesn't like, scar uh, you, like and it's not necessarily hyper violence. Yeah, and it's not necessarily saying <laughs> behave like this character. What's like, oh, Daffy Duck's face got blown off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's sort of doing that, just throwing blood into it. Whereas the other ones were creative and never showed blood. It it shows blood. So I think it's still age appropriate, um, despite her hacking off limbs and there's a lot of cursing, shooting though. people. Yeah. So it's very it's. It's like itchy and scratchy. Yeah. If you've watched uh, Simpsons, you can read this book, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, those are the picks of the week. We got some news. We talked about the industries of video games and manga and um, events coming up, such as the DC Universe Rebirth. Also happening May 7th is Free Comic Book Day, which we will be coloring here in shop and bringing the community together, not just for the free books, but in the activity and the therapy for the adults and the children of coloring. And a few signings. And a few signings as well. So thank you very much for listening to Meltcast 3.0, and we will talk to you again next week. Yay! Hey, thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, Follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all of their sales and events. They happen every day.